I mean, I don't see why, I don't see why USAC would be mad, you know, if, if someone was like, Hey, we want to do a prize purse for road national championships. I don't understand why they would be like, no, don't do that. But also I, you know, if that's never been billed as an option, you know, how do you even know if it's possible or if, you know, whose, whose job is it to go out and find the person with all the cash to be like, Hey, will you put up a prize purse or put together a prize purse? That that's what, that's what professional sports is. (laughs) There better be someone's job to do that. Caveat there is you said professional sports. What up, party people? Just a quick intro today because I'm going to get some sleep pronto. We got Nina Machina in the studio with us tonight, and we talk Croton Buck 50, Cape Epic News, gravel questions, and a bunch of rambling. So send any questions or feedback for the show to bonkrosepodcast at gmail.com or hit us up on the Instagram DMs. All right, let's get this party started. Starting the recording right away, soon as you hop on. Dude, Tyler, were you eating a bag of chips? Oh, sorry. Not sponsored. Not going to include the logo. Oh, man. You, know who's gonna, you know who's going to be pissed about that is Scott. Scott will eat on the podcast, but then apparently people eating on podcasts is his pet peeve. Well, he doesn't probably doesn't know how to mute his mic, so. You know. <laughs> I'm sure he doesn't. Yeah. Yeah, what's um, the deal with you guys having on the, the poor man's Tyler Cloutier last week with uh, with Carrie? <laughs> the poor <laughs> Dude, is Carrie the poor man's Tyler? Nah. Dude, people people love the the amount of comments that I got uh like oh man bring Carrie back on the pod people loved Carrie um yeah I'll have I to bring know. he's got a he's got a following man he does he does yeah. well, you, his, you you made his uh his YouTube video that was nice yeah give you a little cameo and and all yeah. that gave me a shout out yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we saw him racing at this uh like local cycle cross race last like cross season and literally like right after he crossed the finish line, like a posse of like five little kids came like <laughs> running up to him oh, to like yeah. sign. They're like, sign my helmet and like sign my Jersey or my bike. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. And Dylan was, Dylan was do they, standing they don't there do like, that for you, what Dylan? about me though? <laughs> <laughs> this is also a funny story. I don't know if I've told it on the pod, but Carrie and I were, we were staying together at BWR California last year. Um, and we were using the same rental car and we show up to like pre-ride the day before or something. We get out of the car, you know, we're getting our stuff together and somebody comes up and says, Hey man, I love your videos. (laughs) Now I'll just preface this by saying when I'm at a race, the amount of times that somebody comes up to me and says, Hey man, I love your videos is a lot. <laughs> um, so I turn around ready to face the person and say, Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. And the person is talking to Carrie, not me. So then Carrie talks to this, talks to this dude for a little while. The dude rolls away and Carrie turns to me and he's like, you thought he was talking to you, huh? And I'm like, yeah. Called you out. Bike shop when, Oh, we already yeah. talked. About oh, you did yeah. about like yeah, yeah. Drew. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude! Drew, Drew talked about that yeah. like the minute it happened. He was so stoked; he couldn't wait to tell like, the world. Drew talked. That was like when Drew got a three ninety FTP. Like he yeah. wouldn't shut up about it. Okay. <laughs> I imagine it's yeah. another good one. Yeah, yeah. and so what have y'all been up to? You 
doing any racing or any crazy training thing or just chilling? Uh, yeah. No, not a lot here. I've been working like crazy. I've, I've worked like 50 or 60 hours already this week. Wow. So yeah, just Dang. busy. Yeah, no racing, no racing here. Um, the reason that you guys needed to find a subpar replacement was because I went skiing uh, the other week, just trying to get one last one last trip in. And me thinking that I was a cool guy on the skis um, got a little. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely thought that I had a little more. I ran out of talent essentially, and I kind of like tweaked my mcl so i've been like coming back from that yeah dude the amount of people hurting themselves on skis yeah i've heard that from like multiple people i know yeah yeah it was less than ideal but uh it happened on the last day and it's not was it doing anything like like weird or just no i was just trying to like carve a turn which i'm sure did not look like carving at all uh, and, and I just like caught an edge. Steezy guy over here. <laughs> Steezy with his carves on his I, skis. So I haven't skied for like twenty years. So oh, I'm like okay. the last couple of years, the last okay. like, two seasons, I've I've done it a little bit. Well, the way you um, set it up, it made it sound like you were a seasoned skier. You're like, yeah, just trying to get in some of the last pow days, whatever. That's that's what I'm saying. Like in my head, like in my head. I was like just tearing it up, like really high edge angle, just like reality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like in reality, it was like, you know, me doing kind of a half pizza across the slope yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah. caught an edge and it's like, many, so. dude, you ever, you ever ride like a mountain bike trail or something and you feel like you're flying and then somebody films yeah. it and it, it looks awful. It looks like you're going <laughs> so sweet. Did you yeah. film this in slow mo? <laughs> yeah, every time. Yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, my train. Yeah. So <clears throat> when are we going to hear uh, Nina's pro sprinting <laughs> tips? Because we know Dylan's what got not none. What to do with Nina Machina? Um, yeah. So we we did Croatan or Croton or however you pronounce it Croton. last weekend. Croton. <laughs> crouton crouton yeah our, i crouton but our friend uh logan casper who we stayed with last year and this year pronounces it croton yeah so that's stuck yeah crouton was actually i th- i think it was my first gravel race in 2018 uh the first year it happened i mean i i've done i guess i've done other races that were pretty much all gravel but that was back when i was on my mountain bike like the first race that was advertised as a gravel race that I did on a gravel bike was Croatan in 2018. And I've actually gone back for every single edition of it. Um, unfortunately, it canceled both in 2020 wow. and 2021. But uh, every year that they've had it, I've been there. Did you win it the no, first year? It was a sprint finish with uh, Brian Lewis and I lost. <laughs> a boy, Brian Lewis. Dude, you lost to Lou in your first yeah, gravel race? Yeah, I'm surprised yeah. you kept with it. <laughs> then you lost in a sprint to Ian Boswell. I lost in a sprint to mm-hmm. Ian Boswell. I did win I did win in 2019 uh, to Jeremiah Bishop, but we didn't have to sprint because I dropped him in the last, like, 10 miles of the race. Um, and then this year was a sprint, and I totally botched it. Like, the worst sprint botch you've ever seen. But it was probably not your fault. We'll give you that. Not my fault? Well, you didn't expect that one guy to attack. Here, you explain it. All right, I'll explain. 
Dude, that's no. That, you still lost. All right, I'll explain it. This is this is this is going to sound, I guess, like a sob story, but it's just what happened. So there, the the uh, we're coming in four of us. It's going to be a four up sprint, and um, last year, what Boswell did the the race finishes on a race car track, um, and you mm. do kind of basically three quarters of a lap on the track before you hit the finish line. So what Boswell did was he led into the sprint and he hugged the wall so that he would have the inside line and I would have to come around the outside, which is obviously a little bit further distance to sprint, which I thought was pretty smart because he beat me. And uh, I was like, I'm going to try that this year. So I'm going to, I'm going to lead in and I'm going to hug the wall well, before we before we even get to the racetrack, um, Tim Mitchell pulls a surprise last minute attack, probably with 500 meters to go, and he was coming from the back. So by the time he passed me, like he's probably going, I don't know, five to ten miles per hour faster than I am. Like I'm probably it's we're playing cat and mouse. So I'm probably going 15 miles per hour. And by the time he passes me, he's like well over 20 miles per hour. So I can't just jump on his wheel. And so I'm the guy on the front and I'm like, all right, I guess I got to chase him down. I'm the guy on the front. So I go to chase him down. I don't catch him. And in the process of trying to chase him down, I just lead out the other two riders and uh they're like thanks see ya yeah they come around (laughs) if you so there's a video there's a video of this finish there is yeah there is and i don't even want to see it (laughs) oh man so uh the guy that got first uh, Uh, what's his name tim mitchell tim mitchell Mitchell. just comes through the like finish in his arrow bars yeah he finished (laughs) in the arrow bars and then the guys in second and third are like sprinting it out and then dylan's just like Uh, tailing behind yeah yeah oh i saw this video so if you're I saw this video because Brian sent it to a group chat that I'm in and asked, does it even count? Yeah. Brian moved. Lewis? Does it even count if the winner is in his arrow bars as a sprint finish? <laughs> yeah. So so if you are just standing at the finish line or watching this video and you have no idea what just happened, I look like a massive bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I look like I lost I look like I just lost the sprint by like three seconds to a dude in arrow bars. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like that's a tactic. Yeah. It's a tactic pulled. that I should have pulled now that I think about it. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I did. Did you have I arrow did. bars? I was almost not even going to run them because this race is like, this race is destined to come down to a sprint finish because there's 200 feet of climbing and 150 miles. Like it is pancake flat. And if there's any other strong riders there, like you're not going to drop them. It's just too flat for that. So is this like, is it like along the yeah, coast? Yeah, it's on or the coast. How's it so flat? It's like right at the beach. So, so it's mm. also a sand race. Um, yeah. But, I, okay. I ran arrow. Yeah. So let's hear Nina. Cause yeah, Nina I, did, I did better place than higher than I, him. Is this the first time that we've gone to a race and you've done, you've placed higher than I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, yes. I mean, never I mean, live it down. <laughs> it, it, it won't be the last the, either i did the bucks so just the hundred miler um but our finishing time was like pretty much the same <laughs> uh-huh. um so i i ran arrow bars too i have these like little control tech ones Dude, you should have seen her forearms they yeah were so bruised. That, they were, are those dylan are those yeah. the ones you ran, ran at leadville? leadville too um yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, you didn't. Yeah, they're those those are those are tough to like find a sweet spot to position because they're like the extensions yeah. aren't quite well, long enough. I I didn't have a problem with them at Leadville, but I think that just like the amount of time I was spending in them at Croton and <laughs> like the amount of potholes I was just this, like this course has the most potholes that you've ever seen. Yeah, not it's to mention like, like some of the guys I was drafting behind would just like blow through every single one. Um <laughs> So that didn't help, but my forearms were like so bruised and sore. Um, mm. So I I did run them in anticipation of finding myself alone with nobody to work with in the wind. But luckily, I was able to stick with like good groups that were working well together the whole race. Um, and without with with like about ten miles to go, um, the group I was with we caught the woman that was in second. And I mean, I didn't know what place I was in because I mean, the women's race got so blown apart early on. Um, but I knew that like there was some potential there. So I kind of just like, um, just like stalked her wheel, um, until that last road section. So we turned onto the road and I tried doing that slingshot move and tried creating a gap. Um, she tried, she a little, tried the a, little too, a little too early. Um, and I made like a small breakaway with this other guy and, you know, I blew a ton of matches and, and he was behind me and I was like, all right, you, you know, pull through, let's get this. And he was like, no, you got it. You're in the front. And I was like, my heart just like broke there. Like I just, I cracked inside. I was like this, no way. That guy must have looked like a bigger bitch <laughs> I was like, than Dylan. No freaking way. And then we turned onto the racetrack and by that point, like, <laughs> I'm blown. The group with that other girl caught us. And um, I did hug that inside wall. You know, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that was consciously or subconsciously, but tactical. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I just didn't have enough to, to, you know, hold it till the finish. So, Mm -hmm. but it was pretty epic. Like I've never come down to a sprint finish um, with other women in a race this long. I mean, after a hundred miles of, you know, flat gravel, it's kind of like riding a trainer, you know, you're just pedaling the entire time. There's no break. And you have got potholes that are just, you know, rattling your brain the whole time. It's relentless. And then coming down to a sprint finish was pretty epic. And I'm really, that's going to be the the next update for the Wahoo, like climbing adapter. It's going to have like a bump (laughs) edition, like gravel pothole edition. It's just going to like rattle your brain the whole time. Like, on cobbles. The cobbles. I don't know enough about indoor cycling just in general, but don't they have a cobbles feature? Am I crazy here? I think it was probably something you saw on, <laughs> on Instagram, like a prank, like but a for meme. sure they should have like a, they should get like a rumble, like a rumble pack that you used to have for your like N64 controller, you know, <laughs> yeah. put that in the trainer. hundred <laughs> percent. Hey, uh, since, since Dylan, maybe this is more applicable for you. Um, have you heard of this race? It, not really local to you. It's called Perry Roubaix. Uh, yeah. Also finishes on a car on a track. Um, generally <laughs> in a sprint. Maybe it's just something to check out for tactics for for next year. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I think I feel like the I feel like the race promoter screwed up with the name of this race because it is a. So there's so many potholes in the course that it kind of feels like you're doing Roubaix because you're constantly drawing <laughs> yourself and it finishes on a track. I feel like what he, I know that Barry Roubaix is already taken by that race in Michigan. And that's kind of like a spin off of Perry Roubaix. I feel like what he should have named it was redneck Roubaix. 
because it's in North, it's in North Carolina. <gasps> it ends on a like track that for sure is normally occupied by rednecks racing their cars. Um, RV Roubaix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I feel like redneck a Croatan buck fifty is a good name. That would I, what redneck? Re- yeah. no, dude, it'd be fine. Until what what is what is Cro- it's the Croatan, Croatan National Forest? What does that mean? It's it goes through the Croatan National Forest. Oh. Yeah, so 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 Croatan okay. Croatan buck fifty is a good name, but I'm I I like redneck Rubey. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. That was that was Croatan for you. Well. One more point about that. Finally got on a podium, which is awesome. And they, there's no medal and there's no check. We get another pair of socks and another cat hat that I'm never going to wear. <laughs> yeah, but medals are for like junior racers. <laughs> yeah, but like I'm basically a junior. So like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a picture yeah, at least? Like I asked some guy to take it with my phone and it's kind of, I, I mean, I didn't post it. They didn't even have like, like the, like race photographers. I thought doing I saw pictures? one, but like the official photos that were released didn't have any podium pics, so that's okay. Hmm. Bruce, what are you doing, man? The experience Slacking. that counts. <laughs> I thought tell her have you no, done that? Race? I've just I've seen like I knew Brian uh did it and I've seen it kind of year after year. It seems like a it seems like a fun early season race to go do. Um, yeah. yeah, it's a good I time. Thought, I thought Nina. I thought you were going to say that Dylan wouldn't let you bring a second or third place medal into the house, which we could then, you know, bring another point. But what do you mean? He's, I got, I got, plenty, got, I got, yeah. plenty of <laughs> not lots of those. <laughs> Nothing higher than fifth. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, should we move on? Talk about Cape Epic. <sighs> yeah, how's that? How's that going? It seems like uh, seems like Keegan is dragging a weight around. He's not winning this one. <laughs> He's not Dude. even worth talking about. Like in the highlights, they haven't. I don't think. I mean, man, I, I, it's funny did you did you did you not see the comments section when the, when no. the team got released? That was like they were the yeah, biggest diesel was, engine in the whole race. Interesting. So it's I wasn't I wasn't expecting to talk about Keegan and Lachlan right off the bat, but what I will say about that is that I. And this is like, this is no disrespect to Lachlan whatsoever. Dude, Lachlan smoked me in every single race last year that he didn't have a mechanical. Um, Like, if I was Keegan and I had to partner with Lachlan, to be honest, I wouldn't even bother going (laughs) to South Africa for the race. And, and like... It's because it's so much stress on the body to go all travel that much and then do a race and then travel back. It's Plus, like, there's like a 75% chance that you get like a stomach bug. Yeah, that's who so many people are getting sick. I mean, I yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he's using this as a training week. Like I know that he does like these massive block weeks where the volume is super high and the intensity is super high. Maybe that's just what he's thinking like this is this is a training week it's probably all his own too but (laughs) dude probably um but i don't know man it almost seems it almost seems like uh, i i like i wouldn't have done that if i was keegan to be honest with you i would i would almost have rather just stayed in arizona and done a big old week with uh russell well that's again where carrie is just subbing in as the poor man's keegan for russell so (laughs) you know um i just assumed yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think they're paying him very much to like sit at home in Tucson. Yeah. yeah. So 
I just assume that like Nino and whoever Nino is paired with this year is winning it. Is that is it actually a close battle or is it uh, is Nino just running well, away with it now? Uh, Matt Beers and Blevins have been doing super well. They just had like one or two bad days, but other than that, they've been they've been winning a lot of stages. But yeah. you're right, Nino is you know, yeah. Blevins, I think Blevins got sick on the like first yeah. stage, yeah. like. So they were like with the lead group to like an hour to go, and then Blevins like completely blew up. Um, but then like he bounced back, and they like almost or they won the the. I think they've been winning stage. every stage since, um, but still. Yeah. Um, but they lost yeah, way too much time. Yeah, on that, Nino that, that and first stage, though. Uh, his teammate Andre Frischnecht have like a few minute lead still, um, and then the or- Orbea team is crushing it. Did y'all see their jerseys? No the purple ones. Yeah, it's like space. Whoa! Yeah, that's kind of yeah. cool. I'm gonna look this up. It, they're like those. They're like those cat. Yes. Mm, cat <laughs> exactly that's what sick. it is. <laughs> that's sick. That's what, dude. Yeah. What do you think? What do you What do you think? A team of uh, Blevins and I think and that would be the American Dream team for sure. I mean, how could it not be? Like they were. They were so. Do you think do you think Keegan over over beers? Well, I'm not I'm not there at the race, so I don't know like I don't know the dynamic between Beers and Blevins. Like I don't know if one is holding the other back or not. I mean, Ble- didn't you say Blevins was the one that got sick? Yeah, Chris got sick on the like first actual stage. Um but then like they, they've been actually just playing it super smart tactically mm-hmm. it seems like at least. Like um Matt Beers is much stronger on like the long sure. straight flats. Like you can tell, like he's got a, quite a bit more of like yeah. diesel power. Um, so he'll like take a brunt of the load there, and then Chris will lead a lot of like the descending and give Beers a little Dude, break. Matt Beers, um, Matt Beers, and then he has to be disgustingly high. Yeah, he talked about it at one point. I don't remember who he was talking. Huh. I think Payson, maybe. I think it was on Payson's podcast, and and. He's got like a 450 yeah, I mean, or 60 watt be, FTP or something like that. I don't know what he weighs, but he uh, he's super tall and he's not he's not like a twig either. So that's yeah. who we should have on the podcast after K-Bep. Matt Beers, yeah, Matt Beers. So someone did write in and say that we should try and get people on who yeah. are at yeah, Cape I Epic. Agree. I have a our our good buddy uh, Carson is at yeah. Cape Epic, not having a good time at all. Yeah, Looks like he got <laughs> sick. Yeah. Oh, he did. Mm. Maybe you should talk more shit about him. Oh. And we'll <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. come, come back. Kick your door in. <laughs> I have two friends uh, that I raced Pisco stage race with that are out there as well, racing as a couple. And uh, they, they also oh, got the stomach bug, um, but they're still racing. Like they're just, they're just getting through mm. it. Like, yeah, i it seemed like a lot of people got sick out there. I don't know what, do you think it's from like the water or like, it, like or something or what? I think it must be like a stomach bug, honestly. Um, because it's just like lasting such a long time. Well, it's lasting a short time. I mm. thought it was lasting long. I don't, Blevins was true, like, I true. had it for a day and I'm over it. They gave him the secret sauce to recover. They got the good <laughs> stuff over there. The magic spray. Over there you got that drip drip. <laughs> and then on the, uh, on the women's side, uh, what, Sophia and um, Katarina Nash. Katarina Nash are in second. Yep. And um, yeah, they've been they've been winning some stages too. Yeah, I'm trying to at least one. They they won the prologue. I, I don't I don't know if they have won any stages since oh, really? then though. Okay. 
Um, yeah, the uh, the old video that I saw someone post like where um, the, on one of the stages at Blevins and Beers one, it's like pretty, uh, it might have been stage three as I'm flicking through the results here, but it looks like some pretty nice tactics of letting Matt attack and then Blevins just roasting Nino and Andre <laughs> on the yep on the short punchy stuff that was sick i i i only have seen that race from like highlights or you know nino's stories but i feel like i feel like if you're gonna go do that race and i don't know because i maybe we could ask like kelsey i guess but i feel like if you're gonna go do that race there's no way to do it except for having like a camper and like a full-on support crew like it doesn't seem possible to go do it just like rock up you know, like you would to a a domestic race. Like, it seems like you have to have all of the, all of the stops, the, like someone to cook you food and do all that other stuff. Well, so from what my friend who's doing it told me, um, she said that you can like get different like packages, uh, Mm -hmm. for like what you want Mm -hmm. and like, you can get like the RV and then, like there was another package that like comes with like a masseuse uh, and she's like, wow. yeah, just, you know, we just had to get that one happens to come. With a- <laughs> <laughs> um, Did you say it masseuse, came with sushi? Like a- <laughs> <laughs> oh, masseuse. Um, okay. And then you can get like another, you can get like another Dude, thing. Su- where, like, if it came with sushi, that's probably the reason why so many people are sick. Well, I think that, the- <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, I think they got like this package deal sushi. that like no not, not <laughs> sushi um can, we can clear this up there's no sushi there might right? be no it, one's getting sushi but, <laughs> i mean i i'm not there so but they got this like thing where okay we'll like, ask them next they'll week. have your bottles like in a cooler so like cold for you at the, the like the water stops um so it's like it just depends like what level mm. of support you want um yeah. and how much like cash you have to spend but i feel like if if you're going there if you're doing it like you might as well go all the way you know yeah screw it who needs savings right (laughs) yeah it's i yeah it's like um it's like a minimum of like a ten thousand dollar investment per team so hey patreon subscribers if you want to see a bonk bros team (laughs) dude 2024 this was was pretty cool at at croatan i do it we were the airbnb that we had was a duplex and you know, we're staying in one half of the duplex and then these two other dudes are staying in the other half of the duplex and there's a shared porch in the back and we're working on our bikes. And then the one dude comes out and he's one of our Patreon supporters. No way. In, in the Ryan. at uh Croatan. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. I got to do a, a shout out real quick to, uh, I work with the a local like youth, community team uh called bike school bentonville and uh my guy alex and his dad avid listeners don't tell their mom that uh <laughs> they listen but yeah Why, shout out to them tell the mom no no not too much not, it yeah. was that was carrie carrie was Apparently, the one dropping yeah, that exactly. bombs last carrie's week mom was not happy with this <laughs> dude can you believe that his mom listened I to the mean, show I mean, dude, my mom, when I'm on a podcast, my mom <laughs> probably listens to every second of it. Dylan's dad listens to it, too. He says, he was like, yeah, so I watched that episode of the Bro- the Bonk Brothers. Yeah, he always says Bonk Brothers. <laughs> it's adorable. But yeah, and, continue. Oh, uh, just I was just saying, you know, shout, shout out. out to those guys for being yes. being avid listeners. So cool. and, and Chad Hodges hey, Tyler. from Oklahoma. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Oh, what's up, Chad? Um, Tyler, I was going to ask you, what do you, what do you know about the, uh, Bentonville bike festival? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That last year was like, I think they had like a UCI trials event. It's more of like, a an expo, but they do have some races this year. I think they have like a, a gravel race that's mm, like 30, 60 miles or something like that. And a couple other events. So that's yeah, exactly. my kind of gravel, gravel. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah I, that's coming up here like what next month uh um, okay. it's memorial yeah. day weekend Are you going i just found out about it today and it sounds fun like i thought it would oh, be cool. trying yeah, to bring the family yeah, down benville's i benville's sweet Sick. i uh i would love to spend more time in bentonville to be honest if if ignition ever grows to the size where we need an hq i <laughs> i think benville might be yeah. prime yeah I mean, it's I'm, where I'm, usa cycling's got their it what do they have an hq what what was that whole article about usa cycling how they're so yeah usa or something usa cycling is going to have like they're trying to build up some infrastructure for their for their mountain bike program mm-hmm. uh to come here so basically like they did this last year especially around the pro cup race where they'll like hold a training camp here they'll have like they had the oda program down here doing whatever I don't know, whatever they do training or doing some rides and then they go and race like the pro cup event. So I think they're just trying to build up like infrastructure in the same way that, you know, the track program has, I guess, Colorado Springs or something like that. They just want somewhere that's probably pretty centrally located, um, that they can start to kind of build up some, yeah, just some infrastructure around here. So yeah, that's the deal. Sick. But yeah, well, I don't know if this is uh, where the conversation's going next, but it sure seems like gravel's trying to boost the uh, or USAC's trying mm. to boost their gravel scene. Yeah, yeah. What do we think about these gravel national championships? Uh, I think it's like I'm fine with the, I'm fine with them having a national championships. The part that looks bad, I understand that there is funding from. I, I've heard a rumor that the funding for the prize purse is from outside, but it looks really terrible that no other national championships do you basically like you don't win any money until yeah, right. Maybe like recently in cross, at least they were like, yeah, okay. We have a $500 purse for the top five people, <laughs> but like to have a, Did yeah, they I think there's that? like a little bit of payout, but it's always been like you're racing for, hmm. you know, another jury Jersey to, you know, add to your laundry pile, which is, respectful i guess but to have like sixty thousand dollars in, so in a prize it, purse it, it's 12 grand for the win is that correct i don't know okay well whatever it's it's gonna be a lot of money so with i would think it's more than that because 30 30 grand for each field well, it just, I mean, it just depends on unless they're paying like 10 deep, deep or something it, right but um mm-hmm. yeah so with that much money on the line do you think that and that's way more money on the line, obviously, than any other national championship, but also for a lot of other just bike races in general in the U.S. Um, I mean, how stacked is that field going to be? Like, you think that that, you know, all the pro roadies are also going to show up for it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> if they can just if they can just rock up and and yeah, well, they can no, just like rock up and make a are already doing gravel except for Blevins. But I'm <laughs> I'm talking about the World Tour roadies that haven't yet retired to gravel yet. Mm. You know what I'm talking I don't about? Know if it'll, yeah, I don't know if it'll go that far. You could probably see like I don't know, like some kind of like domestic elite team, like Human Powered Health. Like some of those riders might show up. Yeah. I would assume, but Dude, yeah, I think Scott. 
<laughs> yeah, or like the EF guys, like they already have their like mixed yeah. surface program. Scott's yeah. already pissed about it. You think you think Scott's going to do it? Is I he? Like, I feel like Nebraska. There can't be that much climbing there. It'd probably be a good race for him. No, dude, dude, it's in the part of Nebraska that's like okay. super hilly. I think it's going to be 130 miles, and I would not be surprised if there's like 12,000 feet. Are there feet mountains of there, or is it rolling hills? Just like rolling big, big it's bigger rolling hills than you'd have okay. in Kansas gotcha. for for Unbound. Wow. All right. Sounds gnarly. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's cool that, that USA cycling is putting on a gravel nationals. I think that's fine. Um, prize money's fine too. I'm not mad about any of it, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. I, what I, what I'm not sure of is like, like ha, ha, has there always been the option that someone like an outsider could just front the prize purse? Cause if that's the case, then like, why has no one stepped in to do that on the mountain bike or the road scene before? I think it just has to do with like, I mean, I don't see why, I don't see why USAC would be mad, you know, if, if someone was like, Hey, we want to do a prize purse for road national championships. I don't understand why they would be like, no, don't do that. But also I, you know, if that's never been billed as an option, you know, how do you even know if it's possible or if, you know, who's, whose job is it to go out and find the person with all the cash to be like, Hey, will you put up a prize purse or put together a prize purse? That that's what, that's what, professional sports is oh. like it, it, there better be someone's oh, yeah. job to do but that the caveat there is you said professional sports um <laughs> and that's not <laughs> i i know that's why that's why cycling isn't a professional sport yet yeah what i will say is doing that, it? Uh, like the, the the masters this year which is like the biggest golf term in the world has like a 30 million dollar prize Holy. purse like where do you think Can that money's coming from yeah, sponsors what I will say is that September, if you're a, you know, a gravel slash mountain bike, uh, you know, endurance racer is going to be a stacked month. There's, <laughs> there's marathon mountain bike nationals, then there's Schwamigan, then there's gravel nationals. And then I think there's, uh, the red, the red. So, you know, I don't know if people are just going to go for all four or pick and choose, but I'll be out. Where's uh where's marathon Alabama Nats again? Alabama. So I, I'll bet you not a lot of oh, yeah. show up for that one. I mean, and that's the week before Schwamigan. You said after? Yeah. No, it's. I think it's. Is it gravel nationals before Schwamigan or is it? I think Schwamigan is sandwiched in between the two. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't have the schedule in front of me. Uh, September 9th for gravel national championships. So then it must be the then Schwamigan. Uh, week after Schwamigan that the shocker I was right (laughs) (laughs) shocker I feel like Nina I feel like Nina just listens to these episodes and is just yelling at her headphones because all the shit that we get wrong don't listen to these episodes because I (laughs) what get out of here but like usually I'll just be like sitting like outside the room like because that's where I like do my work and I'll like listen in. I'll yeah. just like hear the conversation as it's going. So mm. also hear most That's of it, Dylan, just day to day, you know. Dude, can <laughs> you believe that USAC would have the nerve to put USA Cycling Grand Fondo National Championships the same day as Schwamigan? Yeah, that is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, there's not going to be a lot of crossover there. That's fine. There is a lot of crossover Crusher. between Crusher and and Mount and uh, XC. XC. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's wild. 
we don't need to talk yeah. about it more. I've already gone on all the way up. <laughs> Are you guys going to do uh, gravel nationals in? I don't know. I feel like if I if I race four weekends in a row, my I'm going to start racing bad. Like I'm going to lose fitness or I'm going to be too tired. So I'm going to have to do some picking and choosing. And I just haven't decided which races are going to make the cut and which aren't. So I don't know. Would you do marathon mountain bike Nats or gravel nationals? Well, see, here's the thing. If gravel nationals is just an unbelievably stacked field where I've got a very small chance of making any money, uh, maybe I would just do marathon mountain bike nationals and probably get a better result. Nah, don't show up. Yeah, dude, then you could be that like random East exactly. Coaster who wins. <laughs> I was gonna I was hoping it would be the random South Central US person that would win, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> what about you adam yeah uh, gravel nationals um it's surprisingly actually quite far it's i mean it's, it's not that far but it's eight that's hour drive on eight hours dude i mean that's like i don't know it'll depend like i'd rather do yeah. schwamigan and that's like it'd be eight hours west and then it's like from there to schwamigan is like a 14 hour drive I realize it was that long yeah yeah, That's no, I'll, de- I'll definitely have to do some picking and choosing. I don't, I don't think I'll do all four of those events. Uh, I'd actually probably rather go to mountain bike really? marathon. Really? Down in Alabama? Too. I think that still also what? only like eight hours. Maybe further. Eight hours know. from you? Dude, my, how, far is, uh, how far is Alabama from you? All, I mean, Alabama's not that far from us, but we live in the southeast. Like mine. No, no, no. Sorry, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. I'm actually trying to see... Uh, I mean, Alabama in in September Auburn. seems like it would probably be a pretty... Oh, it's going to be hot. Hot and sweaty affair. Yeah. No, it's going to be hot and humid and yeah. Yeah. It's, oh, geez. Yeah, I'm, I'm way off. It's 18 <laughs> hours. <laughs> you can go back it's to like, the, you can I go thought back it was like straight south. Grade it's like or something. Whatever grade you learned about the states. <laughs> yeah. Dude, this is a, it's actually really close to you guys. I bet it's like within four hours of you guys. Well, actually, (laughs) (laughs) Um, new bonk rows. Okay, four and a half. New bonk rows challenge. Take a shot every time Dylan says like a percentage (laughs) or a statistic. (laughs) God, we wouldn't make it through the we wouldn't make it through the episode. (laughs) So the the other I don't know if you guys had news more news from this week, but the other big news was. I every single person sponsored by SRAM was posting about the new uh the new Eagle or the transmission. Trans- did they drop Eagle? Is it still called Eagle or not? Or is it just called transmission? It's it's yeah, a- e- Eagle transmission. Yeah. Where Eagle Axis transmission mullet <laughs> force gravel protocol. Gravel and and, and I'm seeing like I keep seeing the the post over and over again of like somebody standing on their derailleur hanger and it's not bending. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Which I was always I always thought that the I, it was always explained to me. Now I'm not a professional bike mechanic, and we've covered this on the podcast that I I'm not a professional bike mechanic. So, but it was explained to me that a derailleur hanger is supposed to bend so that it doesn't damage either your derailleur or your frame when it bends. And now SRAM is just like, screw that. We're going to make an indestructible derailleur hanger. Yeah. I mean, yes. So the reason why they can do that is because they're relying on the tolerances of the frame to be able to support that basically. So you're removing the part that, that breaks and also making it more precise because if you think about the tolerances between gears now with 12 speeds, that 
is such a tight margin. I don't know. You could think of a percentage to add in here, but, um, the, <laughs> the, the so like if you bend, if you bend your derailleur a little bit, right. Like then your shifting is just like screwed. So it's just, it's just, is taking that equation out of the equation of having, you know, your, your hanger be slightly bent and then messing up your shifting. Yeah. So in, in, one thing that that changes the equation drastically is the fact that when derailleur hangers were invented and like became popularized, um, through axles weren't a thing. Yeah. So now that you've got a through axle and like you can actually have the derailleur on both sides of the frame, and it's like bracing the frame. It like completely changes the force dynamics. And and same with the robot too. Like the robots has so many fa- uh, like fail safe modes that like you mean the the motor. The derailleur. What? <laughs> it's a, I mean, it's a robotic okay. derailleur. That's what it is. I've never heard somebody call a, <laughs> a electronic derailleur a robot before. But, I mean, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> it's a robotic sure. bike, yeah, yeah. bike part. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, that like, like I, I read the entire, like, Pink Bike article on the research and development that went behind the this new, like, drivetrain and it's freaking awesome. I it like made me want it like actually pretty bad. Except my my frame is not UDH oh, compatible, dude. so I can't do what it. What frame but, do you have? Uh, twenty twenty one specialized epic uh, hardtail. Did you just say twenty twenty one? Yeah, ancient bro. <laughs> You're so twenty twenty one, dude. Yeah. So so the weird thing is though, actually, that I had. So I used to have two of the same bike. One was a full suspension, one was mm-hmm. the hardtail. But like otherwise, like same geometry and everything. The full suspension had the UDH, but the hardtail doesn't mm-hmm. have the UDH, gotcha. which is like the frame Bummer, spec dude. you need in order to the new adapt the new derailleur. You'd kept the full suspension. I know. No. But I would but like the money that I got from selling my full suspension would have then had to turn around and pay for this brand new yeah. drag now, train because it's so expensive. I think we're glossing over and everybody is glossing over the most important question here which is has SRAM figured out their efficiency their chain, their chain efficiency? efficiency. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, but they, <clears throat> so I was thinking about that as I'm dying over here coughing. Uh, I was thinking about that. What do you, are those, were those like flaming hot Cheetos? <laughs> no, no, they weren't. Sauce. <clears throat> exactly. I took, I thought we were all Scott, playing the shot game. Skipping the sauce. Is that not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, shots of hot sauce, not shots of like, alcoholic beverages. <laughs> I was thinking about the, the chain efficiency, and although they did poke holes in this new T-type chain, which I don't know what that what that does, like I am I am really curious to see if if the efficiency of that chain improves at all, or if they've just built it to be like super durable and mm-hmm. long lasting, like a lot of chains. So, so I have a hypothesis. So with, with the previous generation Eagle chains, mm-hmm. the XX one and the X O one level had this like extra special coating on it that made it last a super yeah. long time. The new chain, you only the XX one level has that. The standard like X01 and below chain doesn't have that like special coating on it. So I kind of wonder if the X01 and below chain will be yeah, more efficient. That, is, because that has been that. the trend with SRAM chains is that the the higher end SRAM chains are less efficient than the lower end SRAM chains. Hmm. So yeah. Uh, what about most Grams, ex- bro? Yeah, good point. <laughs> Grams. <laughs> what did you say? What about Grams? Grams? <laughs> I'm more I'm more excited about the 
and it's it's cost prohibitive for me to have this level. But uh, if you have you guys heard or read about the magic wheel, the bottom pulley on their derailleur? So mm-hmm. no if, idea what you're talking about, actually. Okay, so imagine imagine like a pulley wheel, right? And this is great for for podcasting. Um, but you have the <laughs> yeah, you got it's a, a circle. circle goes around. Imagine a circle got little teeth on it. Uh, so essentially, the central part of the pulley wheel is fixed or can be fixed so that like if you get a stick in between like the spaces or something gets jammed in the cage like the outer teeth will continue to rotate around that fixed point so basically like now you have a pulley wheel absolute absolute black pulley wheel no i have no idea i don't know that one like you're saying more on the outside instead of the inside yes yeah okay does that already exist? Like absolute, absolute black kind of does that too. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I didn't know about the absolute black one, but I just thought it was like a super cool add on or like thing to think about with the, uh, <clears throat> with the whole, you know, mountain bike, especially on a mountain bike derailleur that costs almost $700. So sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. The, the absolute black one is crazy. It's just like a gigantic yeah. hole. The gnarly one. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a derailleur made out of like gauge earrings. <laughs> it's a uh, Adam Meyerson derailleur. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap! It's four hundred dollars too. <laughs> it's this thing. Yeah, I want like the oil slick one. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm looking at. That they got yeah oil slick for durays. Well, hey, wow. any whoa the ceramic speed coated oversized pulley wheel system for Aero Shimano. Road Grupo is $800. That's ridiculous. That's crazy. Hey, I'll tell you what, if we get enough Patreon subscribers, we'll run these at, uh, at Cape Epic next year. Hell yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, right now we have two, right? Two For Patreon sure. subscribers. No, dude, we got Wait, a boatload. Yeah. If you're not Patreon supporter, you are <laughs> missing out. Cause yeah, what are you saying? Hold on, let me count them up. The Scott yeah. files. We have, I'm just going to say this. We have at least, we have at, at least, least 12. Nice. Sick. Dude, all those yeah. people signing up to get that. Just so it could like, be 1200 but <laughs> Just like what Dylan got at Croatan. Top 12. What? <laughs> Dude, our running, our running joke is, you know how somebody will get like 14th place at a race or something, and then they'll be like so happy to get top 14? <laughs> <laughs> it would be hilarious if somebody won a race or got fifth place at a race or something, and they're like, yeah, just really happy to get top 17 today. They technically <laughs> did get top 17. We should tell Scott to do that next time. <laughs> next time he, like, posts up yeah. for a sprint, yeah. like, finish, it'll just say, like, top 17 yeah. for his like, <laughs> for his Instagram. Um, cool. Should we do listener questions? All right. Uh, I yeah, give the best it. advice, so... What on listener questions? Yeah, y'all better be stoked about this. You've never even answered a listener before. Do in my okay. Head. Well, time. <laughs> she does from the other room while she's listening to you give a terrible answer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, this first one. What do you know? The email title is "New Tire Debate." Well, that's a wrap, guys. <laughs> uh, Bonk Bros and Nina. I have another topic for the tire slash wheel talk that I don't think you've touched on before. Uh, for backstory, I'm considering buying a Viathon gravel bike. They seem like an incredible price for the spec, 
but they can only clear 700 by 40s. <laughs> <laughs> However, if you swap to 650, they can clear up to 2.1 inches. Um, so the question is, uh, what would be faster? Do you all know the difference, the speed difference between 700 and 650B? <laughs> Uh, which one would be faster, 700 by 40 or 650B by 50? Uh, he's an average gravel racer, nothing super gnarly, but um, or no, he ra- ra- races average gravel, nothing super gnarly, but he does want to also... <laughs> Wait, this is confusing. No, but it's <laughs> the, the gravel is too rugged to do on a road bike. I, I don't know, it just sounds like he's riding gravel. Um, <laughs> no, I, 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 the question is so about 650B, right? And if it's fast or slow. Yeah. All right. So this, I don't know if this is a question that I've answered on the podcast, but I have answered this question to either people in person or over DM multiple times. Um, and I, I'll already say off the bat that I haven't actually tested this. So I don't know. Oh, this one's from Davis. Did, is that the guy who I, uh, multiple you? people have DM me about this? Maybe Davis oh, did. Maybe okay. he didn't. I don't know. Um, so somebody sent, so Renee Hurst does a lot of tire testing and stuff. Um, and they, you know, they'll test different tire widths and, and I think a lot of the testing they do is pretty interesting. Um, I know a lot of people have issues with the testing that they do and they recently did this test that they did whether they tested whether 650 B was faster or slower than 700 in various different widths of tire and in their test they found the 700 was faster than the 650 but their claim was like oh it wasn't statistically significant and i was and i read that and and their whole claim is that it doesn't matter 650 is just as fast as 700 because it's not statistically significant and i read that and i was thinking okay but if you had done more tests i'll bet you we could have gotten this to statistical significance cuz we're talking about a small uh, a small difference here right this isn't a large difference between the two one is it 700 is probably marginally faster than 650 um but they only did so hold on a question so you're you're saying that the outer diameter was the same though. No. The outer diameter wasn't the same because they they tested in a variety of different tire widths. So if a 700 a 700 by okay. 40 is a larger outer diameter than a 650 by 40. But I guess I guess if your tire gets wide enough on a 650 it could reach the point where it's just the same it's the same outer diameter as a 700 by 40. But they tested that like they tested a number of different widths. Um, okay. anyway, that like their conclude, I, I was not convinced by this Renee Hurst article at all is basically what I'm getting to. I, in fact, if anything, it, it, it makes sense that 700 it, given that everything else is e- equal, given that you have the same tire size on both 700 and 650, uh, it would make sense that 700 is faster. And in, and I read that article and I was like, this doesn't prove anything, and if anything, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more leaning towards what I already thought, which is that 700 is faster than 650. Now that being said, if you bump up, if we're talking about the difference between 700 by 40 and seven and 650 by 50 or whatever he put, I mean, it could be the case that 650 by 50 is faster on certain types of gravel. Um, but what's even faster than that 
is having the appropriate tire width on a 700. So my recommendation is don't buy a bike that only has clearance for 700 by 40. That's a mistake. Agreed. All right. Next question. (laughs) Um, Just, just for, for context, a 650 B wheel fitted with a 47 mil tire is the same OD as a 700 wheel with 28 mil tire. That's quite a bit smaller. So you would need like a yeah twenty millimeter difference to to make up the diameter loss. Yeah. You know where that matters when you're sprinting and you're undergeared because your wheel's too small. Yeah, but you know you, you adjust your gear ratio to compensate. You think people do that? Uh, I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Next question. Okay. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I'm a new listener, and I'm liking your show. I'd appreciate any tips for riding in thick, soft sand. Weight distribution, gearing, shock setup, etc. Uh, cheers from Australia. Well, that's sick. Uh, you boys should come ride our seven. It's an all gravel, or it's all gravel of the best kind, and three thirty three hundred meters of climbing over one hundred twenty five k. It's from Gavin. Right. <clears throat> it's a long way to go for a one hundred twenty five k race, but maybe if there's yeah. other stuff there. I mean, I would. Australia seems cool. I'd visit there. Yeah, we could just pop over there after Cape Epic. It's on the right hemisphere. So, uh, tips for riding in sand. It sounds like he's on a mountain bike because he's talking about shock pressure. Um. Yeah. Thick, thick, mm. soft sand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I like. Would you adjust? I, I've only ridden sand really on a rigid bike, <laughs> so like there's no shock pressure to yeah, be adjusted. Like, would you want more rebound, less rebound? Yeah, like, I don't know if you would do anything with your suspension for sand. I mean, what do you think, Adam? Would you do anything with your? <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> Gina, would now we're all laughing? Um, no, I, I wouldn't. Sand. I mean, I. <laughs> So, so here's what I have to say is, <laughs> oh, this is turning into the laugh bros podcast. Um, so like if you watch, so, so there was like, there was a point in time, like a few months ago where I had no idea what beach racing was. And you and Scott were like, what the hell dude, you've never heard of beach racing. So I, I like, re- I researched really? it a bunch. And first of all, beach racing, dude, they have the sickest bikes, dude. They're all mm-hmm. drop bar hardtails with with rigid forks, dude. And they look so sick. Um, so here's what I'm going to say is like, I mean, that's not soft sand. It's like pretty firm sand, but it's still sand, right? Like, you don't know, maybe, maybe it's going to get soft at some point and they run full rigid. So I would say like, if you're going to do anything to your shock, maybe you air it up a bit more. I don't think the, honestly, um, I don't think that the shock pressure matters for sand or the shock settings matters for. Yeah. I, I think the biggest, the biggest thing is, is, tire girth <laughs> you need a, you need a fat tire yeah no i agree yeah wider the t- wider the tire the be- i mean there's a reason why fat bikes do well on sand right wider the tire the better is he asking yeah. for like tips on how to actually ride it like like is he does ask about weight distribution uh nina did you have to so yeah, I mean, that's you don't where I'm not through. sure. Like, is is he just talking about going through like a sand pit? You know, where you're just trying to like yeah. make it to the other side, or is this like a 125k? Well, you don't want to get too race. much weight over the front wheel because then you're gonna your front wheel is gonna get all squirrely in the sand and dig in. Um, Can we let the <laughs> yes, expert talk you. about this, um, <laughs> Nina? The floor is yours. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yeah, so with sand, Jersey Shore stuff. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But I am Jersey. Anyway, 
right, so with <laughs> yeah with, with sand I, I Tyler, like tell us you, about sand yeah <laughs> what kind of sand is it uh thick, thick soft, soft sand. sand with i mean with it with any type of sand that you're riding in right like you're steering with your core you're not i think so many people get in sand and that's where they get really squirrely because they're trying to steer like your hands are essentially bumpers like you would have on a bowling lane right you're just trying to like make sure the bars don't mm. twist too far and keep them generally pointed in the direction that you want to go with that said like you want to be looking where you want to go just like wherever else you're riding a bike especially if you're riding on trails um but all of your steering is pretty much from your core you need to stay seated keep your butt planted and it is a lot of just like you know it's depending on how long the section is like the more speed you can come into it and the further back your weight is when you're entering sand, the better it's going to go for you. Um, but really you come with like wherever your core is facing and where you're looking is where you're going to go. And then just keep like a light touch on your bars, um, to make sure that they don't, you know, go off one direction or the other. Yeah. If you look at really good cross racers yep. ride through sand, it almost looks like they're riding on a tightrope or something. Like they're like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, a lot of body English, like in in a cross race, especially like because you have a rut, like you're trying to stay in it. There is a lot of like maneuvering your body to make sure that the bike stays in that in that narrow rut. Um, But also we're riding 33 mil tires and, you know, on rigid bikes. So if it's just like a sandy section on like your local trails or something like that, you might not have the benefit of a rut. Um, but for sure, like keep your weight back and then just try to keep those, I'm assuming it's on a flat bar. So like as little, you know, pressure on your hands as, as possible. Yeah. Good stuff. That was way better than my answer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Wide tires, all that. All right. Should we do another one? Yep. Okay. Next one. one. Yeah, we can do, we can do this last one. Yep. Um, okay. So, Ola Bonk Brothers. Oh, this one's from Hernan. Is, uh, <laughs> is that your dad? <laughs> uh, if it is, man, your dad's rolling some deep pockets. Uh, okay, so I'm planning. I'm planning to buy a new gravel bike, and I don't care much about budget, up to about twelve thousand. I want a fast gravel bike with good tire clearance. <laughs> Uh, I want a fast gravel bike with good tire clearance and I will install a road wheel set occasionally. So here's what I've narrowed it down to the Scott addict gravel tuned, uh, Envy Mog BMC Caius O one or the factor Astro gravel. Hold on, hold on here. Hear him out. Hear him out. He says, he says, so it's hard to check information on all these bikes. For instance, it seems that it might be difficult to fit, uh, 45 millimeter tires in the BMC. Otherwise that would be my number one choice. The Envy also seems great. Although I'd prefer stem handlebar integration. The factor seems perfect, but I think it might be too stiff for rough gravel. Wonder if you guys could help me make a decision for the bikes I mean, on the list. Come Thanks on, lot. dude, Burning. like for real. <laughs> so I, I'm going to be 100. This is a hundred percent honesty. This is not the sponsorship talking. If I had 12 grand burning a hole in my pocket right now and I needed to buy a gravel, Patreon. <laughs> it's going to be the Ostro gravel. And I'll tell you exactly why they checked off every single box that aerodynamically, like it's basically the Ostro aero road. But bike. is it stiff? 
I'm getting to that. It's basically the Astro Aero road bike with massive tire clearance, right? It's got the the integrated bar stem. It's, It's extremely aerodynamic. And now let me get to the stiffness portion. The Astro Gravel has... A claimed max tire clearance of 45 millimeters, which means that you can fit 47 Pathfinder Pros in there. And most of this. <laughs> no, you can't. No, you can't. Nope, because not everyone's going to go in there with their little scissors and trim you, off the side you knobs. Turn the side knobs off the rear. But even if you're running, let's, let's just say you're running 45s. 45s is fine. Most of the stiffness or not. So frames will be more or less stiff, but. What makes way more of a difference to the ride quality and the the stiffness that you feel coming into your backside from the seat post is how wide your tires are and how what pressure you have them at. That makes so much more of a difference than how stiff the frame is. Um, so get the Astro Gravel, throw some 45s in there, run them at low pressure with inserts, and you're going to be A-OK. And it's the fastest bike out of everything that you just said period <laughs> so one question the is does it have an arrow it has uh, seat I mean, post yeah i mean everything on that bike yeah it's got an arrow okay and that thing that's arrow seat post doesn't feel super yeah, rigid? it's rigid man but what i'm telling you is it doesn't matter when you've got honking tires on there <laughs> <laughs> yeah if you want to go slow so. How'd those honking tires oh, do for you at Midsoft? I mean, yeah. You know, I don't think there's I don't think there's any tire that would have uh held up to a nail, man. Did you, you even listen to the last episode? <laughs> you supposedly, I you did, supposedly man. edited it. You didn't even hear <laughs> that part. <laughs> I didn't hear you say that you got a nail in your tire. I just it was heard like a piece you got of yeah. or something. Oh yeah, yeah. You hit a piece well, you hit a piece know. of metal. It was, metal. It was, it was something, nail, but it was it was uh yeah, I don't know. Who who knows what it was? Yeah. Who cares? It's over. Yeah. So, so your choice would be the factor Ostro gravel. How about you, Tyler? I don't know. I'm looking at, I'm looking at both of these, uh, the Scott and the BMC. I I don't know anything about the, the envy bike. Um, but I don't know. I mean, it, it does come down. I feel like if you're getting a gravel bike these days, it has to be all about tire clearance, uh, and, and what you can fit in there. I mean, these all seem pretty close. Like, the BMC is up to 44. The Scott also is up to 44, 45. You know, I don't know. The I feel like some of the other aspects, like he asked for the, you know, about the the stem and bar integration. I mean, you can buy like a one-piece stem and handlebar aftermarket. So that, you know, it does, don't get me wrong, it does look sexy. I love, I love the look of those bikes, but you know, this Scott looks like it's got some weird shaped head tube, which your local mechanic will probably hate you for having. So there's that I mean, aspect. Well, let's just, you know, every single one of these bikes, your local mechanic's going to hate you. <laughs> for- Dude. I mean, if you're dropping 12 grand, you better be like hitting your local bike mechanic pretty hard. So, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. So the, the, the Scott addict gravel tuned bike, that one's only 10 grand, dude. You got two hey, grand of spare still. Just get <laughs> Goodbye. What's which which of these is 12 grand? I don't understand. Well, the Astro is not grand. the BMC budget, you know. Yeah, the BMC is 11.5. And that's in euros, sorry. Well, oh. let's switch to the old USA. Oh. 
English. If twelve grand is your max budget, that just sounds like you have no budget. Like you'll just buy anything. Yeah, I mean the BMC is uh twelve grand. Cool. US. What is the BMC the one? Highest O one is their most expensive one. And that comes with three oh threes and one piece cockpit and red explorer access drivetrain. Oh my to- gosh, are you kidding me? Red? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you can't get that, dude. <laughs> What would the you get? Astro Gravel with Shimano GRX 2 by. <laughs> dude, is this. Dude, but you can't stand yeah, on that derailleur. Are you. Your derailleur is just going to rip off. <laughs> yeah. Does. Yeah. The, yeah. This uh, BMC looks kind of wild, too. Man, everything's like yeah. fully integrated now. Dude, I wish my bike didn't even have integrated like brake cables. <laughs> Nina, what bike it's, would you get? Like. Pivot vault. <laughs> you know, weigh in on like the stiffness and girth method or methodology well, so, or however you're. So my pivot, the pivot vaults uh, do not have a dropper post and they do, <laughs> do, not, and they do to... not. Let me just clarify. <laughs> they do not have a dropper post and they do not have like 10 C clamps. It's like their like isoflex system thing. And theoretically it's supposed to like make the ride smoother but i don't know you also can you also can fit i have like yeah i have like i have like one inch of c post sticking out so i don't think it like makes that much of a difference you know dude the envy mog comes with an integrated bar stem i think it looks like it at least yeah so um i i actually who who was it someone posted a video i think it was ben delaney he posted a video and he did like a factory Mm -hmm. tour of pivot um and their like lead engineer was was like telling us about the uh, the pivot vault, and actually sounded pretty cool. That like little ISO ISO flex. Now, thing. if you get the NV Mog, you actually can get it with the NV dropper post. So you could have a dropper post on your gravel bike. Yeah, if you're into that. And the NV Mog, you can fit I think up yeah. to fifty five mil tires. Yeah, dang, you can fit some Go fat boys adventure. on there. I don't know, man. I feel like whenever you get into like this level of bike, it's like just just pick one. Like it's gonna be fine. You know, <laughs> they all got the same tire clearance. Yeah, honestly, like is. I I don't disagree. Like I would pick the bike that like you want to roll up to the group right on that like is yeah. just sick. Yeah, you know that like whichever bike you're like, this is the baddest ass bike I could possibly get. Yeah. Like just get that one. And it'll be sick. Like all of them are going to be equally as good sure. performance wise, unless like you can't fit the tire that you want on it. I think too, too like small, but it seems like all these, I mean, they're, they're all, you can all, as long as you can fit 45, I don't think you really need. And I feel like, that. you know, I, the last person that wrote in about which bike to get, I mean, it really depends on like, if this is just a, a dedicated gravel bike, you're not using it for road racing or anything else like that. Like, yeah, dude, just like pick, pick whatever color you like best. And just roll with that, <laughs> you know. Like, it, I mean, if you have if you have a dedicated road bike and a dedicated like hardtail and all that other stuff, like, yeah, man, like you're just going to use this to ride some gravel. That's fine. And uh, I don't know. It depends on does, does this person say where they were riding? Like, how rowdy is the gravel? Do um, you think? Uh, I don't think they said. Yeah. No. So he, they they want a fast uh, gravel bike with yeah. good tire clearance. I mean, then I would just get the bike with the biggest tire clearance, which I think is the Envy, Envy Mog. Like, then you don't have to think about it. You just fit whatever size tire you so, want. I don't know if Envy made modifications, but I I have looked at 
Alexi Vermeulen's Envy gravel bike, and it definitely did not have 55 millimeter tire clearance. It it for sure looks like it does in the front. Oh. I don't know about the back though, but I I mean the spec sheet said okay. at least 50. It does not look as aero though. It, it's it's the biggest of all all of these biggest tires of all these. Is it, yeah, it's yeah. probably not aero, but. I mean, I, also I can ride like guarantee right now the most arrow one is the factor. So, however, however important that is to you, which it should be the most important because it's <laughs> the most important of the marginal gains. But, dude, this Envy, you can put your Envy little top two bag in the frame. Dude, how arrow is that? No bags on the outside of your frame. And then think about if you can run your okay, straw so through the frame and you can just have a bladder on the inside of your down tube. And it just, dude, they, they totally dropped the ball on the marketing for that. Dude, that should have been, yeah. Forget your snacks, dude. You need, you need to carry your flow inside your frame. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, what else is like a hollow carbon tube good for? Yeah, I agree. Dude. And then you could like, you could somehow attach like a, a little, like, um, like a compressor to like your rear wheel and you're like powering a, refrigerator inside of your down oh, tube yeah. and you could have like ice cold flow the entire time you're like racing one of those little like friction you know how you used to get the headlights on your bike that would like power by friction yeah you'd, like one of those on there that'd be awesome yep yeah that would be sick and then like you could even like it could power your special your zip tire whiz so to constantly put air in there that'd be sweet that'd be cool yeah when are when are gravel bikes just gonna come with air compressors so that when you get a flat they just constantly put air in there <laughs> that'd be nice yeah I don't just know. don't flat dude just run those suckers at like I mean, 30 psi if, if we wanted to if we wanted to have one more little rip uh i did get a listener question that uh someone wanted us to talk about keegan's new sponsor sure. i feel like Who's we that? beat that last question to death but <laughs> <laughs> do you do you, did you see what no. keegan's newest sponsor is i don't tannis tannis uh like the the tire liners all right yeah. good i hope he runs them <laughs> He is. Maybe that's. Maybe he was trying to equalize the playing field between him and Lachlan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the rest of the field. Is Tannis actually a sponsor of his? All right. So I, th- someone, okay, someone so sent it. Yes. For those who don't know, because I feel like we talked about Tannis so long ago at this point. I mean, when what episode did we talk about Tannis? Like episode two? Dude, it was a long. T- it was when. It was when Scott was like racing mountain bikes last year, dude. So just gonna leave that as all right. So here's racing. So if he just runs the normal insert, or not the normal insert, but I think they call it the tubeless insert. So the tubeless insert is just like a normal insert, and that's fine. That's probably not going to affect his rolling resistance very much at all. Um, But if he runs, and I don't think I think Keegan is smart enough not to run this because as soon as you put these things on your bike, it's noticeable. Cause I've done it. Uh, cause I thought that it'd be like a great setup for unbound. And then I tried it and it was it dog slow, but anyway, so Tannis has these tire liners where the it's, it's like an insert, but the insert, instead of laying in the rim bed, it lays on the, on the inside of the tire. So it like hugs the inside of the tire and then you run a tube in it instead of it being tubeless. And so basically what that means is that if you get, something that punctures the rubber of the tire it hits foam instead of hitting the tube and i mean obviously that's super flat resistant because you've got freaking you know a centimeter or more of foam before you actually hit the tube 
Um, so for a race like Unbound, I mean, that's almost a flat-proof setup, right? Now, the problem with that <laughs> is that you're, instead of riding on air, you're riding, you're riding on foam and then some air. Like, you're riding on foam, and foam is super slow. It's super high hysteresis. And and I, I think we actually tested it. Yeah. Like, we, I tested it on gravel, and I think that we calculated that it would be, like, an hour slower at Unbound to run these Tannis inserts. Like, you could get a flat and fix it and still be faster by a significant... You could, like... You could like you could like pull out a, a brand new tire and like inflate it with yeah, a straw dude, and then it's like these inserts are unbelievably slow. I wouldn't be surprised if they're you know if you're putting out three hundred watts, I wouldn't be surprised if these things are costing you fifty watts. Like they're ridiculous. And you know what the so this is the most egregious false marketing that I've ever seen from a company. They claim on the box and on the website that it improves rolling resistance. <laughs> like Tannis needs to be like held accountable for this. It's, it's, <laughs> Dude, but they, they don't say over what though, like improves rolling resistance over a solid core, <laughs> you know, lead tire. Yeah. I mean, I think the assumption is that it improves rolling resistance over not having it in your tire in the first place. I, I guess that's what they yeah, want. That's what assume. they want you to assume. But dude, that is the most egregiously false marketing claim that I've ever come across in the bike industry. Like somebody needs to call Tannis out. I mean, I'm doing it right now, and I hope this catches <laughs> on that Tannis, like that is such a blatant lie from a company. Uh, it's unreal to me that they make that claim because it is so false. And I don't even know, like these people at Tannis have to use this thing. Like, how do they not just put it in their bike? And then as soon as they start pedaling, being like, wow, this feels so slow. Cause it, it is, it's like, it, it, it takes quite a bit for you to notice something like that. Right. Like it, it has to be pretty substantially slower. Like if it's just a three watt difference or a five watt difference, like you can't tell the difference between a SRAM chain and a Shimano chain because it's such a small difference. We're talking about like two Watts, right? But for you to start pedaling and notice the difference, that's substantial. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how, I don't know how they sleep at night making that claim. That's unbelievable <laughs> to me. Watch them remove it from the website before anyone can check. Yeah. Maybe, maybe specialized paid, paid tennis to sponsor Keegan so that someone else has a chance in the Grand Prix this year. Yeah, dude. I mean, so here's the thing. If, if Keegan runs the normal tubeless insert, he's fine. Like that's not going to, that's not going to affect his rolling resistance that much. If he runs the, the tire liner that you have to use with the tube, the one that I just described, I mean, I like, I don't know. I don't even think Keegan come, can come back from that. Like he's not going to be winning races if he's got that big. In <laughs> you just imagine how fast right. it'll be if he puts on, puts inner tubes in his tires. <laughs> Dude's going to crush you guys by like even more at unbound. Wait, what? Why? <laughs> he doesn't have these Tannis liners in there. Mm-hmm. Sucking up all the Watts. I, f- I don't know, dude. I haven't been paying attention for the last since you've been talking. I think that Keegan and Michael were actually doing some, like some of their own testing with so- something similar. Like they made it themselves. 
Like I saw a picture of them with a bunch of zip ties and a liner. Um, and I'm I think they're just stirring. The I, pot think they're I think they're stirring the pot, media. and I think they, I think they probably found out themselves that this thing is way slower. So, so I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. You could probably, you, you guys probably attest to this. Like, do pros run half the stuff that they're sponsored by, or are they just like, <laughs> yeah, 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 cool, cool. I'm sponsored by this. Yeah, dude. And then they chuck some airliners gonna be, in there. Like, I, who's dude. gonna know? I'm Who's going to know honest. if Myron's throwing airliners in their Cushcore or something? Dude, like that. I'm going to be honest. If Tannis came to me and they said, we want to sponsor you, Dylan, and you have to say that you run the like tire liner thing <laughs> yeah. that costs you 50 watts. But they'll pay you like 50 Dude, I don't <laughs> like that's so that's like such a that would be so I would feel so bad for lying to my audience. Yeah, right, you know dude. I mean? We'd see you taking pictures with Gavin in Australia, giving him like lessons of riding in the sand. That was his name, right? Gavin. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I don't know how to ride in the sand. So that's not me lying. That's just me like trying to think of how to do it. Like if I told people that Tannis li- Tannis tire liners improve rolling resistance, like I just you know, that's just, a you just don't tell lie. that. <laughs> and, well, I mean, it's it just becomes then a sin of omission, right? You just don't say anything about it. You're just like, yeah, run Tannis liners. <laughs> yep. Good luck to you. <laughs> yeah. No. Anyways. <laughs> okay. Well, for those this is a long one, so that are still listening, gonna... give me a follow at Nina Machina. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> if you want me back on. <laughs> Top sprinting tips coming yeah. through. <laughs> yeah, have you seen my thunder thighs? <laughs> we uh, so yeah, we got to work on getting some guests for next week or two weeks or whatever. If you got some some peeps from yeah, Cape we'll, Epic, we could see if yeah, if uh, Maddie, if Carson get Maddie beers Luke. on, that'd be sick. Sweet, he's part. We should get Belu on sometime. Belu, oh that dude's retired, man. I'm supposed to know who that is. Dude, that's what he'd be. Oh, you know, Brian, Brian Lewis. Lewis. <laughs> yeah, dude, he's he, reminiscent of awesome. the good days when he had his 450 watt FTP. Dude, he would make so much fun of uh, gravel yeah, right 100%. now. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We should make a list of potential people. To have yeah. Potential guests. Let's wrap it up. Let's yeah. wrap. It up. All right. Okay. <laughs> see ya. All right. See you guys.